Hello, everybody. Welcome to Billy Live Friday. Welcome to the Body I Love You podcast. Sydney Robolotti here, co-founder of Body I Love You, which of course, as we know, is not only a loving, beautiful community that promotes body positivity and body image healing and self-love and self-acceptance and all that good stuff, but we actually have a course that teaches it. That shit is for real. I, I used to never think that that was a thing, but apparently it's a thing. And apparently I learned how to do it. And apparently I love teaching other people how to do it as well. I'm so excited to be with you all today to have an honest chat about people pleasing. This is probably one of the themes that shows up so often in Body I Love You is we recognize that all of us are just kind of walking around this planet with damn near empty tanks because we are chronic people pleasers and we literally just are taught or trained or it's a habit or whatever to prioritize everybody else's needs and wants and well-being over our own. And you could probably imagine just in that brief description that that's going to have some impact on not only your body, but your self-worth as a whole. Am I right? There are so many different angles to this conversation. I feel like I say this for every topic, but we're probably going to need to do a part two just because there's so much to discuss here. But really what I want to point to is the impact that people pleasing can have on your relationship to your body and your relationship to yourself. And before we get into that conversation, I kind of want to uh, water in which we swim vibes. If you don't know what the water in which we swim is, definitely go check out that live with myself and Leah Horton. I believe it's pinned to the to the featured uh, episodes. But when I say water in which we swim, I, I mean exactly that. It's 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 all around us, whether or not we see it. And it's something that we're all just, we grew up in, we, we molded ourselves in, we were trained into, it's just the water in which we swim. So the water in which we swim, uh, typically for women or humans trained, uh, raised as women specifically, we're very often trained that our value lies in our relationships to other people. You'll notice, and this is not, this is never a, a man-hating group in any way, shape, or form. Uh, we, we love men here. You know, we, we love people of, of all different uh, identifiers. And simply what we're doing here is looking at patterns in our history as to better understand where our wounds come from so that we can better heal and create a more empowering future. You know what I mean? Historically, when you hear someone describing a man, they are usually using so many different identifiers that focus on him, his character, his accomplishments. He was such a great leader. He was so charismatic. He, he was, you know, so articulate. He was so powerful. And when we commend women, it's typically for our roles that we play in other people's lives, right? She was such a good mom, wife, daughter. That is literally training us that our value lies in other people's relationship to us. We're always putting our value in somebody else's hands or in somebody else's opinion. And I want to point to how dangerous that is when it comes to unconditional self-love and self-compassion. Here's the thing. Our value 
is not up for debate from anybody else. And I'm actually super aware that this might be confronting for some people to hear, but your value isn't contingent upon your productivity level. It's not contingent upon how many lives you've changed in your life. It's not contingent upon how much money you make or what you look like or the words that you say. You are innately valuable because you were born and you just continue to exist. And people have a hard time seeing this, but every thought that crosses through your brain serves value in some way, shape, or form for yourself and for other people, should you choose to share it. I think we, we think we have to earn value. And I need to let you know that you were born tremendously valuable. We've just also been raised or trained that that's up to other people. And we tend to want to like do all of these things to prove ourselves as valuable to other people. So much so that we don't even necessarily understand what true internal value means. We don't even necessarily understand who we want to be or what we want to look like or what we want to do in our free time because we're so focused on other people's experience. And you better believe I'm using we a fuckload in this conversation because your girl's a people pleaser. Recovering, but it definitely still comes up so often. That is my modus operandi. That is my go-to autopilot function in my brain. To people, please. To please others around me. I am always second, if not third, if not last in my brain. One of the things, I actually believe that we brought this up in another conversation, but I actually got this from Leah Horton, Billy's own Leah Horton. Um, I can't recall if she got this from another brilliant human or just her own brilliant brain. But uh, we were talking about life and energy, if you will, in terms of uh, spoons, just kind of like the spoon theory. So what this points to is that we all wake up with a certain amount of spoons. Some people wake up with a hundred spoons. Some people wake up with 10 spoons. Some people wake up with something in between. It just kind of depends on the individual. And when I say spoons, I'm referring to like your energy that day or like your bandwidth or, you know, your, your ability to do things. So for some people, washing dishes takes away a spoon or two. And for other people, washing dishes takes away about 10 spoons. And for some people who I don't personally understand, but more power to you, this is incredible. Washing dishes adds spoons to your spoon bundle. It just, again, it depends who you are, what serves you, what sources you, what drains you. We all have different definitions of all of those things, right? So when we are people pleasing, we are so often using a vast majority of our spoons in an attempt to make other people comfortable or meet their needs or prioritize their wants over our own. And the reason why that is harmful is because when we're giving out our spoons consistently and reliably to other people, we often don't have any spoons for ourselves left over to, I don't know, eat food or make sure you're drinking the right amount of water or making sure that you're getting the amount of sleep that you require at night or even like fucking showering or like painting, you know, how, how many people do I come across that are like, oh my God, if I had an extra hour of my day, I would use it to, to paint or to read 
or to take a bubble bath or to go on a walk with nobody where I don't have to talk to anybody or to go watch a movie by myself. These are all things that source us and it takes time and energy for ourselves to do those things for us. We have to self-parent ourselves in that way. What so often happens with people pleasers is we feel like we're constantly giving, 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 giving. And then all of a sudden we're left at the end of the day feeling totally depleted and not taken care of because nobody is taking care of us the way that we assume the responsibility to take care of other people. And, you know, this depends on the individual, but sometimes that can feel unsupportive. Sometimes that can feel uh, passive aggressive. Sometimes it can feel rude. Sometimes it can, you can be left feeling like, what about me? Who the hell is taking care of me? And my answer for you is that's gotta be you. You have to take care of you. And if you're giving out all your spoons to everybody and anybody, because that's what you've been trained to do, because that's what women do, or that's what a good Christian woman does, or whatever your reason is, you're not going to have that wherewithal to take care of yourself. So often in these conversations, I hear moms saying like, okay, Sydney, that's all fine and cool and everything, but guess what? I'm a literal mom and I'm literally responsible for human lives. Of course, definitely. Yeah. And there is so much, <laughs> there is so much that we assume for ourselves. We also tend to be a bit controlling in our support in some way, shape or form. I came across and this was so cool to see in real life but I was on the phone with another coach and she was kind of like taking her time on this on this call and she's like sorry I I really am taking my sweet time on this call because I really don't feel like cooking dinner for my children tonight and I'm hoping that they'll just pour themselves some cereal and so I won't have to deal with all that fucking chef's kiss I love that shit so much guess what the kids can have cereal for dinner every now and then. Kids are like, we have other support systems. We have other people in our life that we assume like, no, I have to cook the exact right meal, the, the exact right dinner for them so that they're getting all their nutrients, so that they're getting this, so that they're getting that. And like, they're not eating that fucking dinner anyway, because they're pouring themselves some cereal because that's what they would rather have because they're children and that's fine. And that's normal. That's, that's going to be okay. But we, we tend to really take it upon ourselves to be the one, right? We also, it kind of points to this, this uh, what do I want to say? This reality where we're not trusting. We're not like truly trusting other people. When you think about it, we're actually not trusting that people know how to take care of themselves. We're actually not trusting that people who want to support us in our lives, we're not trusting that they have the ability to support us because maybe they don't do things the way that you do them. And maybe in your brain, you do things the best and the most efficiently. And it's just easier for me to do it myself than it is to explain to somebody how to do it. Sound familiar, ladies? <laughs> uh, yeah, you are, you are so normal for that brain. You're so normal for that thinking. That is what we are trained into, right? And 
it also doesn't give any credit to the people around us. And how unfortunate is that, right? What if we could practice trusting that people knew how to take care of themselves? And even I say this all the time, you train people how to treat you. If you've trained your family that you're going to be there for absolutely everything, every spill, every F, every meal, every this, every play day, every this, every that, every whatever it is, you've trained your family that you are the one for absolutely everything. So guess what? You might need to train them out of that as well. And guess what? That is likely uncomfortable. And guess what? <laughs> Growth happens outside of our comfort zone. Change happens outside of our comfort zone. But I actually wanna take this conversation back a little bit. Something that I've been, I've been running into this conversation uh, pretty frequently lately in terms of women feeling disempowered or undesirable or like weak mentally and physically in their bodies. And when I ask the question, what is something that makes you feel empowered? What is something that makes you feel strong? Um, what is something that fills your tank? I'm met with, I don't know. And I've learned that so often the I don't know comes from a place of you never really having to or needing to ask yourself. Because think about it. When you're a people pleaser and you go out to a meal, you're wondering what the other person wants to eat. Because like even if you're craving ramen that night, the ramen would taste significantly less delicious if you're sitting there in your brain thinking like, oh my God, they wanted burgers. They did not want to come here. They wanted burgers. I feel so bad that I'm like making them eat ramen. That's how people pleasers fucking think. Okay. So that's not fun or like enjoyable for us. So we literally make it so that we're always just appeasing the choice of the other person. We're so focused on how the other person is experiencing the experience that we don't even think to check in with how we are experiencing it. Or even if we do, we are taught to be it from your parents or society or whatever to just shut up, right? Don't complain. You don't want to be difficult. You don't want to rock the boat. You don't want to cause drama, blah, 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 whatever. So it gets to a point in people's lives that when they are constantly functioning from this place of, well, what do you want? Or whatever you want. Or, oh my God, it's easy. I'm so easy. It's totally fine. Like whatever you need, whatever you need. It gets to this point that when I stand in front of you and I ask you, what the fuck do you want? You literally don't know because you've literally never thought about it. That might have some impact on your relationship to yourself. That might have some impact on your self-worth. Of course, right? Let's talk about our bodies for a hot second, right? This is literally the Body I Love You podcast. People pleasers also tend to want to mold their outward appearance as to appease outward opinions, right? I remember so often when I was younger, I have curly hair. For, for any of you that can see me, I've, I've always had this hair, uh, except for the 
dozens of years that I demanded to straighten it. So a lot of people in my life actually didn't know that I had curly hair. I literally remember texting. I think it was like in early high school or late middle school when I did this. I texted every like boy in my phone who I like thought was cute. And I asked them, do you prefer curly or straight hair? And they all said straight, except for a couple of them, which were like, you know, like wavy, which like, okay. And uh, I use that as evidence of like, well, boys like straight hair. So I'm going to straighten my hair because I feel valuable when you think that I'm pretty. And then we get to this conversation when we're older of like, well, what makes you feel beautiful? What makes you feel confident? If you're in a room with nobody else, what makes you feel valuable? What makes you feel empowered? What makes you feel strong? And we're all just sitting there like, uh, I have no idea. I need to say this again. Your value does not rely upon anybody else. Your value is never in the hands of anybody else. I say that so often, followed by the dramatic pause, because I know a lot of people are going to hear that and it's going to be new information. Or I know a lot of people are going to hear that and it's going to be like confronting as hell because it's like not what you're used to believing, right? We lose our sense of self when we are constantly functioning from this people pleaser place. And what a tragedy, you know what I mean? Our value doesn't rely in our relationship to other people. We're born with it. You are born with it. So to kind of put a perfect little bow on this definitely continued conversation is we so often prioritize our relationships to other people we give them all of our spoons, we give them all of our energy, we give them all of our time to the point that we don't have any left for ourselves. And then it's actually super normal, dare I say predictable, to grow resentful because that's the case. I'm taking care of everyone. I'm taking care of everything. Who the hell is taking care of me? That's not fair for you. It's also not fair for the people that you're growing resentment towards. And just to reiterate, you're practicing distrust when you're unwilling to trust them to take care of themselves or to support you. Our beauty is not contingent upon other people's opinion of us. You get to decide what makes you feel beautiful. You get to decide what being sexy means to you. That's a huge one, by the way. I grew up with a very specific flavor of what sexy was in my brain. Only to realize growing up, you wonder what makes me feel fucking sexy. I mean, a lot of things, but being strong. Being strong literally makes me feel sexy. I used to um, think that my shoulders were more broad than they should be. And I would get insecure about it. And because uh, we want to make our body smaller, right? We want to literally like, curl ourselves into this little ball. And now my shoulders make me feel sexy because they do make me feel powerful. 
they make me feel like guess who just fucking walked into a room this bitch and that makes me feel really cool and and seen (laughs) i used to feel wildly vulnerable but i don't know something crazy happens when uh, you decide to accept yourself unconditionally literally changes your brain if you are a people pleaser and this resonates please know that you are not alone please know that there's nothing wrong with you please know that after this conversation i'm not saying like fuck all of you guys and take care of yourselves i mean if you want to practice that you can but you know that's that's a that's that's a pretty intense cold turkey way the first thing that i want to leave you with on this call is a simple assignment and that assignment is to take yourself out on a date. Take yourself out on a date. As far as what that date is, uh, truly whatever you would like it to be. You can take yourself out to coffee. My go-to dates, this is dating myself and dating my husband. I love going to the movies. I truly love it so much. I also love going out to dinner. I've fully taken myself out to dinner and a movie and that shit is fun as hell because guess who doesn't have to ask like wherever you want to eat or oh you wanted to split something oh well I was really looking at this pasta that I definitely wanted to eat on myself but if you want to split something I guess I can change my order oh what movie do you want to see oh I want to see the scary one you want to see the action one I don't want you to be having a bad time the scary one so we can go see the action one and then like talking through all the previews and shit you don't have to worry about any of that shit And it's actually a great way to get to know yourself because you're like, oh my God, what do I like to do? I should go get a manicure. Wait, do I literally like getting manicures or is that just like the first idea that popped off my head? Like you get to actually ask yourself that. You get to actually question that. Take yourself out on a date. Even if it's a picnic at a park, even if it's literally reading in a library, like whatever it is to you, whatever feels good to you. And I want to give you a loving spoiler alert. It's going to feel super uncomfortable. So like, just, just probably prep for that up front. That shit's going to feel uncomfortable because first of all, you're not used to spending time by yourself in that way. So that's going to probably, probably feel exposed. You're probably going to make it up in your brain that like, people are looking at you or think that that's weird or whatever. And first of all, that's either your brain lying to you or if people are looking at you weird, that's their fucking problem because they are too insecure to spend time alone with their own thoughts. That's it. That's extremely intimidating to them. That's their own shit. People's behavior says way more about them than it does about you. Okay. So you get to decide what it is that you actually like. It's going to be uncomfortable. Uh, Again, for one, for the reason that you're alone. For two, um, if you are used to like taking care of this family unit, it is very predictable that there's going to be that voice in your head that's saying like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Getting a manicure in the middle of the day on a Wednesday. Your partner does not make lunch and cut the sandwiches like I do it. And it's so much easier for me to just do it than to tell them how to do it. Who do I think I am? I'm fine. It's not like I'm like sick or anything. Like I'm okay. I'm well enough to be out getting a manicure. I should just be home. What am I doing? Yeah, that voice is probably going to come in hot and heavy. And guess how you grow through that stuff? You go through it. 
just because it's uncomfortable doesn't mean that it's bad or wrong or dangerous. It just means that it's new and it means that it's a new practice for you. And guess what, folks? I hate to break this to you, but it's probably going to be uncomfortable for a bit. But guess what's also super uncomfortable? Building a life of resentment towards the people who you care about because you aren't filling your own cup and nobody else is doing it for you. That's super fucking uncomfortable, right? Choose your discomfort because one allows you to be responsible for yourself. One allows you to be valuable no matter what. Even if your kids are eating fucking cereal for dinner, you're valuable. Being alone is a beautiful thing and it's confronting. We learn so much about ourselves when we're alone without distraction, right? Any distraction, anytime you reach for your phone or you turn on the TV or you're trying to like text somebody or whatever, it's all just a distraction from your thoughts in your brain, from your unprocessed feelings, right? So much of self-love and self-acceptance is allowing yourself to be seen. And that starts with you. So allow yourself to be seen. Again, the assignment is take yourself out on a date. Nobody else is invited. Even if they want to go, say, oh my God, I think it's so cool that you want to come with me. And guess what? This is something that I'm doing for myself. Respectfully, you're not invited. I'll be home when I'm home. Or I'll be home at this time. Or I love you so much. Let me give you a kiss. No one else is invited. Tell me how it goes. I want to know what you chose to do. I want to know if the thing that you chose was like cool or if you were like, oh, turns out I, I fucking hate reading at the park. <laughs> That's cool. How interesting. Guess who just got closer to herself? You did. It's just as important to know what we don't like as it is what we do like, right? Breaking up with a being a people pleaser will wildly impact your relationship to yourself. And again, it will be uncomfortable, but choose your discomfort. You have a choice. You always have a choice. Thank you all so much for tuning in. From one people pleaser to another, it is possible to create something different. And I promise you this side of the street is so much more fucking fun. I love you all so much. I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day. Thank you.